Welcome, everyone, to the Change Starts Here podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Odom, and I am incredibly excited for today's episode. It's one that I've looked forward to for a long time. It's one that is very personal to me and one that I, I believe uh, will impact every one of you that's listening and one that I think, you know, I hope that you'll want to share. And mainly because it's not about me. It's about um, a good friend of mine, uh, Tim Holly, who is a, a mentor of mine, also a f- close friend uh, and someone who has just walked in life with me and helped me grow in tremendous ways over the last year or so. And uh, this episode is about a question he asked me at a conversation we had that I think can change all of our lives as we head into 2024. So with that, Tim, I don't know if you'll listen. We've talked about listening to less podcasts, I guess. So uh, I don't know if you're listening, but if you are, uh, thank you so much. Um, and it all starts with this simple question. Are you inspired by your life? I'll ask it again. Are you inspired by your life? Tim shared with me that he has a mentor who he's been meeting with over the last few years. And this is a regular question he gets asked by his mentor. Are you inspired by your life? That's an unbelievable question and a question I know I've already said three times, but it's one that I want you to take a moment wherever you are, sitting, standing, walking, whatever you're doing, and just pause and ask yourself, are you inspired by your life? So as Tim tells me, after having that question, that question asked again and again, he finally one day asked his mentor why he keeps asking him that. And I'm paraphrasing his words, and this is kind of my interpretation and Tim's interpretation, but he said basically because most people aren't inspired at all by who they are. And as a result, they can never fully lead themselves into who they were made to be and then lead others in ways that allows them to do the same. I'll repeat that. Most people aren't inspired at all by who they are. And as a result, they can never fully lead themselves into, the, into who they were made to be and then lead others into the ways that allows them to do the same. My guess is when most of us were growing up, we looked towards our futures. When we thought about our lives, we thought about being a hero of some sort, having an impact, doing something hard but meaningful, having deep friendships. When we had career days, it was about wanting to be a professional athlete, a firefighter, a police officer, president, an astronaut, a teacher. On that teacher note, uh, my wife and I are incredibly proud. We have one, our middle child, if you ever watched the, uh, the video of this, middle child Noah over here is has asked and said and operates in a way that he wants to be a teacher. Our youngest child, James, is excited about class and ran a lot of classes over the holiday break. And then Luke's our most studious student right now. Uh, and he also is thinking about being a teacher. So I'm just really proud about that. Anyways, back to, we all believe that we want to do something that was really hard, but meaningful in a way that saves our lives or protects people or something that we just really love to do. We thought about being, you know, as we got older, a little bit older, we thought about being a partner in our marriages. We thought about romancing our spouse, intentionally dating them growing an intimacy together and experiencing joy, laughter, and having fun. When we thought about being parents as we got older, we were going to intentionally raise our kids, invest in them as people, get on the floor and play. If you got young ones like this one, we're doing a lot of puzzles and stuff. Take on their hobbies, read with them every night, 
speak to them in a way that lets them know how important they are. And then life happens. And our tendency is to settle in, live in survival mode. And while our lives aren't necessarily bad or unfulfilling, they may feel uninspiring. We wonder what happened? How do I change this? Is this just who I am? Rather than experience purpose in our lives, we take on jobs that pay the bills or just go through our jobs uh, in kind of a mind-numbing approach of counting down days till when we retire or can move on. Instead of pursuing our partners, we become content with having a roommate to help out or serve our needs. Rather than investing our kids, we find ourselves doing our best to make it to the point in our night where we, can't, we aren't around our kids and we can just relax. I don't know if you ever have done that, but even as I still have young kids, I'm thinking, how quickly can I get them to bed so my wife and I can have our time back? Which is a total, I mean, yeah, some days you have to do that, but that's a total waste of uh, the time I could be having with them. Now, I understand all of this may sound incredibly cynical, and maybe Tim and I have a little bit of cynicism to us as former high school teachers, but, um, and so maybe this isn't your experience at all, but maybe, just maybe, this is more true than any of us want to admit or realize. Are you inspired by your life? Are you living a life that is fully alive? Now, if the answer to that question is no, the tendency in our culture is to offer simple, superficial solutions, quick fixes of sorts. If you don't like something in your life, just fix it, change it. The answer to your experience, change your job, change your spouse, go buy something bigger and better to give yourself a sense of importance. But I don't think the folks that are listening to this are those type of people. I don't think anybody here, you know, if you're coming to a podcast about change starts here, I don't think any of us are looking for a quick fix. I know I'm not, I, I definitely am tempted by them. Let's be very clear. Um, but I want to lean into the challenges. And so I would just challenge every one of you that's listening right now, before you change your situations, before you step out of your job, before you make any sort of significant change with your spouse or with your kids or, with any significant challenge that you have in your life. Spend time diving deep into yourself. On a past podcast, I don't know if I spent a ton of time on it, but one of the disciplines that Tim has helped me with over the last year is finding quiet time in my life. And again, I know it's crazy to say as someone who has a podcast and I want you all to listen, um, but I routinely, as I looked at my day-to-day, -day, I never had a time to just think, when I got in the car, I listened to a podcast. I was always trying to grow. I was always doing something that I felt like was helping me grow, but I was never sitting with my own thoughts. I was never found time other than a quick, you know, 30 minutes in the morning was never making time to really just listen to my thoughts, feel them and reflect on them. And so one of the first things I just want to challenge everyone to do is find a way whether it's a daily discipline, which I would encourage all of us to start having. But right now, as you're reflecting on this, go find some time to go to a nice park, take a walk. I did this for two hours one day and I've never done it ever. I did not have my phone um, and I just walked. And it's crazy how, how just a little thing like that can make an impact. And so find some time to just sit there and think about what you're doing. If you have a mission statement, which is awesome. If you don't, you need to build one immediately. I think those can be life-changing. Uh, but if you have a mission statement, rethink it. Uh, if you don't, like I said, build one immediately. Ask yourself, are you inspired by your life? 
Think about the roles you play in your life. Educator, parent, partner, friend, coach, et cetera. Like think about all of those areas and ask yourself, are you inspired by your life in each of those areas? Who do you want to be in each of those roles? I, I told you on the last podcast that I would share a little bit about my struggles over the last uh, probably decade now. So um, my whole life, I grew up as an athlete, uh, played basketball until I got to college thinking I was a D1 basketball player. And then I realized I was 6'1 white and slow uh, and had no business being on a basketball court. But uh, that drive to become a basketball player at that level led me to a school, SMU, for anybody who's out there listening, uh, Pony Up, Mustangs. Um, led me to a school that allowed me to flourish and grow as a person and leader in ways I could have never imagined doing elsewhere. And so uh, I don't regret it for a second. But my point is in saying that was, you know, I've always valued health. I've always valued working out, um, you know, even for my wife and I got married or even when we were early married, I would, you know, work out every day. I'd play basketball four days a week. I'd go running. I'd do all these things. So uh, when I was about, I don't know, about, 12 years ago, maybe 13 years ago, I started experiencing asthma and uh, we tried to treat that through allergy medicines and whatnot. And that just never worked. And so eventually we went to a rheumatologist here in St. Louis and then um, went to the Mayo Clinic just to confirm the diagnosis. And so I got diagnosed with something called Church-Strauss, um, which it, it just uh, is an eosinophilic uh, disease that kind of attacks some of your major, major organs, your heart, your lungs, and that's how it's attacked me. So I've just had a late onset asthma. Uh, I've been in the hospital a couple of times for irregular heartbeats. It just popped up out of nowhere. I, um, the last three months have been really hard. So if you guys go back, I don't know if you can see the YouTube videos or whatever. I actually uh, prefer that you guys listen to this as opposed to look at it. But, uh, you know, for the last three months I've been, Dose, uh, dosing on high prednisone amounts. So if you know what prednisone is, it's a, a oral steroid that uh, helps reduce inflammation in your body. And so I've been up to 60 milligrams for a long period of time. And one of the uh, side effects is what they call moon face. And so uh, I don't think I'm a very uh, vain person, but uh, you can go back and look at a September episode and it feels like I have gained a thousand pounds. And, uh, that's just tough for me because it's tough for me to do the things that I love to do and playing sports. And now I'm coaching my kids basketball team. Um, it's been tough. So the last three months, my, I've had some lung issues that have popped up that um, had me almost admitted to the hospital about two or three times in uh, November, December. And so uh, it's, it's been incredibly tough. And I, I um, just share that with you because I, I realize that I need to ask myself that question again, are you inspired by your life? I, about five years ago, I was really struggling, battling this disease or whatever it is. And I was kind of stuck in a rut asking God, like, like why, why me? Why me? Everybody, I think everybody that's listening has been there at some point. Why me? And uh, I was listening to a podcast <laughs> of all things. And I heard someone that I looked up to a lot was going through a similar challenge that was very public. And he said the thing that helped him was he eventually got out of the why me phase by thinking, you know, I was trained to be a professional athlete. I have done all the hard work. Maybe this is my story. So why not me? 
And so that's what I've been leaning into for the last several years, which hopefully you guys can sense on this podcast. It doesn't mean that I've figured anything out. It just means that I'm trying to understand that, you know, this hopefully is not a permanent thing, this diagnosis, but it could be. And I just need to live with the why not me uh, uh, perception. And so now I feel like the last three months kind of beat me up pretty good in terms of just confidence. Uh, Like I said, I gained I'm probably the heaviest I've ever been, um, which also impacts confidence. And so it makes me, you know, we go to the holidays and I'm someone who I want to be out with people. I want to be in the mix. Um, And it's like the last thing I want to do. One, because I didn't feel well, couldn't breathe normally, didn't have the same energy. And then I just feel like uh, I can't fit into any of my clothes that I want to go. I just, it just, I mean, you understand it spirals out of control. And so this next paradigm shift is all about challenges. I want to live into getting uncomfortable. Um, I want to look at, uh, I, have, I have on here, just so you know, I want to try to read it, but moving forward, I want to count it all, all of my challenges as joy. I think before I was just accepting them. Now I want to look at it as joy and find new ways to get uncomfortable. So my goal is to, like I said, first and foremost this year is getting uncomfortable as often as I can. A holistic doctor of my friend shared with me a quote that says, aging is the aggressive pursuit of comfort. And Andrew Huberman, if you've got three hours for every episode, by all means, listen to his episodes. I listen to uh, as many of them as I can are the ones that really speak to me uh, from a subject matter, but he's, he's just a, a brilliant, thoughtful man. He says, there's a lot of data on humans showing that when people do something they do not want to do, it increases the area of your brain that is most closely linked to your will to live and your willpower. This area can grow or shrink, and it stays large for people who live the longest. For those of you who want to geek out on it, it's called the anterior mid-cingulate cortex. I'm pretty sure I got that right. That was not my background, but again, anterior mid-cingulate cortex. What I took away from it is every day I need to look ways to challenge myself and get uncomfortable. And so that's what I'm going to try to do. So the first thing I'm going to do, I've had a mission statement since I was in college and it was, it is to make a positive and lasting impact in the life of every person I meet every single day. I wrote that when I was about 21 years old and it's something that has motivated me ever since. So I'm not sure that I would change it, but I'm going to ask myself, am I inspired by it? Am I, am I living into it? And then I'm going to rethink my roles and within my roles. So again, for me, my roles would be as a person. So we like to break down a Franklin Covey mind, body, heart, and spirit. So those are the four core areas that I'm going to work on for myself. So I'll define what I want to look like in those areas. I want to be a better spouse. I want to be a better parent. Uh, I want to get clarity on how to be a better friend and family member, how to be a better leader at work. And, uh, this is the first full year I've been coaching a basketball team. I want to make sure I'm continuing to grow as a coach. But the whole point is I just want um, clarity on the role that I want to be in each of those areas. I actually want to set goals in those areas. But I think most importantly, I want to create daily and weekly systems to grow into that person little by little so that the goals that I set are just ways of trying to achieve some, which is great. Um, so I still got the lagging indicators that we talk about in four disciplines of execution, but the, the leading indicators for me are every day. Am I going through the routines that I've set up for myself morning, noon, and night? 
Am I working on the disciplines that I've set up for myself? Again, it's not about being perfect. It's just taking one step at a time to try to grow closer into the person I want to be. Yeah. Am I doing what Dr. Covey said uh, is one of the uh, most effective ways to make any change in your life? Each week, am I planning out my week and honoring my personal victories and private victories throughout the week? I'm going to create space daily to reflect on my mission statement to reflect on my uh, roles and just focus on getting uncomfortable and growing one day at a time. So as you approach this year uh, and you live out this year, I would love to hear from you. I, uh, for those of you who know me or listening, know that I've never been one to really love social media. I, I don't want to ever, I don't know. I, I just have this long kind of love hate relationship with social media because I do appreciate my friends who are out there putting out motivational content. Um, but I also want that to be balanced with tough days because we all have tough days. And so I just have not felt called, I guess, in a way to, to really dive into social media. And I'm certainly not going to do it like on a necessarily daily basis unless it becomes something important. But I just want to engage with you as you're listening. Uh, if we aren't friends on Facebook, if we aren't connected on Instagram, uh, again, it's just Dustin Odom, D-U-S-T-I-N-O-D-H-A-M. Uh, my Twitter handle, I just changed for the purpose of this. I'm going to start getting on Twitter a little bit more. Dustin Odom, C-S-H. So change starts here. LinkedIn, Dustin Odom. And my email address, Dustin.Odom at FranklinCovey.com. Those are all ways to get a hold of me. And I'm really, I'm, I'm sharing this and putting myself out there because, one, I would love just to be encouraged by each of you. So however you want to engage. I feel like there's so many inspiring people uh, that listen to this, that are doing great things in their communities. I would love to engage with you, one, to strengthen me, but two, to share your stories. And so as you go out on this journey this year, um, ask yourself, ask the people around you, challenge the people around you, challenge yourself to think about, are you inspired by the life you're living? That's it. Are you inspired by your life? Don't be overwhelmed by it. This is not to be scary. This is not to be um, something that you think, because I could go there too if I spiral on my worst days. Oh man, I'm not inspired. Oh no. And you start thinking about all the ways you're not inspiring. That's not what this is about. This is about say, we get one opportunity at this. And so let's be inspiring. Let's inspire everyone around us. Let's lean into the life that we know we want to lead. And let's most importantly, get uncomfortable. And so in that spirit, like I said, most uncomfortable thing for me is social media. So I'll be leaning into it. Uh, I'll share with you some of the uncomfortable things I'll be trying this year. But again, I do want you to engage with me uh, on any platform. So again, Facebook, Dustin Odom, Instagram, Dustin Odom, Twitter, Dustin Odom, CSH, LinkedIn, Dustin Odom, email, Dustin.Odom at FranklinCovey.com. I would love to engage with you. I would love to be inspired by you. And, and as always, thank you for listening to this. This is going to be an awesome 2024. Like I said, my, my goal is to count everything as joy. So no matter the challenges we face or the successes we have, count it all as joy and just lean into this um, this year one day at a time. So uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know, uh, if you're a subscriber, Thank you. If you haven't subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It helps us continue to know about our growth and impact. But as always, most importantly, if you listen to this podcast today and it helped you in any way, please share this with a friend or a person in your life that you think this could help. I uh, appreciate you. And again, I will leave you with, are you inspired by your life? Mm -hmm.